Howdy. Welcome to episode four of Art Sofa Podcast. My name is Helena Westra. I'm Zachary Dobbins. I'm Ethan Chan. And we are ready to rock and roll today, fellas. We're back in the Put your seatbelts on. This is part two of extreme <laughs> performance <laughs> art. <laughs> <laughs> I went and had a cup of coffee before. We're ready, or something. ready to go. Helena snorted some Coke before. Yeah, it's, I didn't see what eight, happened. It's but... 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> we are but, in the Quint Gallery Warehouse once again. Surrounded by wonderful boxes of art. We never left. The ambiance is compelling. We left. We came back. Here again. <laughs> We've been here for three days. It's great. Uh, but we're going to get back into the uh, the artist tier list. The, yeah, 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 we started last time yeah. where we covered <laughs> Lots of Chris Burden, a couple other extreme uh, yeah, that's artists. A, <laughs> Your uh, burden bias is showing uh, again. Joseph Boys. I've, I've toned down the burden in the list. Little Yoko Ono in there. There yeah. will definitely be at I least promise one there will burden. only be one more burden. That's good. Left to talk about. No, there it's not. Just one more. Yeah. There would have been more. I just, I, yeah. If you want to see what we already have on the tier list, check out episode three. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but as far as that goes, I think we're just going to pick it up right where we left off. Yeah, we got a. Uh, we nearly got halfway there with uh, the last episode. Um, but there's about uh, fifteen or so more left. Um, interesting slash extreme performance art pieces to talk about. So far, what do we have on the list? So so far in the S tier category, we have Chris Burden's shoot, um, Touching Say's um, time piece, uh, where he clocks in, and then Yoko Ono's uh, cut piece. And then in the A tier, we have Zhang Huan's uh, twelve meters squared. Uh, where he um, sits and endures um, a really disgusting performance, and Joseph Boyes's um, I Like America and America Likes Me Back, where he traps himself in a room with a coyote for three days, allegedly. Um, yes, and in the B tier, <laughs> we have three. We have um, Janine and Tony's Gnaw. Um, the, um, I'm blanking on the name of this piece right now. Guillermo Vargas uh, Guillermo's um, Exposition Number 1, that's what it's called. Um, the dog. Where he takes a stray dog and puts gallery it in the gallery. Dog. Yeah, very infamous piece. Um, a lot of notoriety. Chris Burden's second work um, that we put in the tier list was um, White Light, White Heat, which is in the B tier. Um, that's kind of sad to see it in the B tier. Anyways, um, we also have in the C tier two artworks, um, Peter Pavlensky's Fixation, where he nails his scrotum to the floor. And uh, Gilbert and George's Bend It, the uh, video moving art piece. Bend It. Yeah, and by no means are any of these pieces bad. They're on this list because they're awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. It should yeah. go without saying that um, uh, we, or at least I, because I put most of them in the list. Uh, we, we like all the artworks here. They're, they're all yeah. great, fun, interesting performance art pieces to talk about in some way, which is why they're on the list. We have yet to get a D or an F, but <laughs> maybe we'll get there. I and would if... be surprised if we got a D or lower. I mean, because... they're all great works. I yeah, think yeah. They're they are. Some pretty... if... And we're not here to shame any <laughs> especially all these works that are like so established that, you know. if you guys have any opposing or agreeing thoughts feel free to message well, us an or artist comment on missed. our instagram or, if you guys yeah. disagree come fight me yeah Ethan's got a gun. <laughs> I have to time. stop saying that. <laughs> that don't have it today. He's got a box there cutter. There will be feder- federal investigations at some point into the podcast. Stop. Stop. I'm not a criminal. When they, when they come to take our guns, Ethan's going to be on the list. I'm not a criminal. <laughs> okay. That's what a criminal would say. Let's okay. easy. <laughs> let's let's pick it up where we left off. Um, We're coming into Marina Abramovic's um, piece here. I originally had more by her, but um, when I was cutting down like the repetition, um and try to give us more interesting, different things to talk about. Uh, this is the one big piece that I kept from her. It's uh, The Artist is Present, 2010. I think we're all uh, Such well aware an iconic of this. Yeah. yeah, it's very, very um, iconic in art history, in, um, well, in the grand history of performance art. Um, 
What she did was um, she just she had a table and two chairs set up facing each other. And um, she, for the duration of the exhibition, she sat there and waited while people, viewers of the gallery, came uh, in and took turns sitting and just staring, uh, locking eyes with her across the table. And um, for over the course of three months, um, for eight hours a day, she sat there and um, met the gaze of about a thousand strangers. So is there, I, I guess I don't know too much about like the individual parts of the piece other than, you know, you always see this work as like one of the more influential staple, you know, this is performance art that's not involving self-harm, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then you see that where her well, past- not physical self-harm. Or her past, you know, I think is the famous video or something where her past partner comes and sits. Yes, and, that, it got a lot of, it got a lot of attention. It the, kind the of, drama it went viral it. in a way, yeah. yeah which with is her kind of, ex, was it Ule. ex-husband? Were they never married? I can't remember. I but it's remember. always interesting to see when these pieces, like especially in the 2000s, mid 2000s, when it starts to get into now, where the, you know the, you're talking about viral pieces, which we should do something on because that's yeah. a, that's a phenomenon in itself where it kind of breaks oh, yeah. out of the contemporary art circle, which is Actually, such note a that bubble. Down. Yeah, that'd be yeah. interesting. Yeah, and and it breaks out of that uh, that bubble that it is, and then into like mainstream media, which doesn't happen very often. But I think this was no, definitely no. one of them. Where mm-hmm. I think that clip I saw. And then the the bow the bow and arrow piece yeah. that one everyone loves that because it's such an it's it's an easy thing to grasp onto like what's happening there it's but yet it's such an important uh you know simple message but uh, what I was saying was is there any does anyone know the importance of the red dress in this piece I don't personally but I was just wondering if there was any I context or that just what she happened to it has any significance to the concept of the art piece I don't believe it does at least when I did more research when i put this on put it on this list I, that never came into yeah. writing so i i don't assume it has anything to do maybe like just to like draw attention or to make the image or the video recordings of the yeah. piece to look aesthetically pleasing i'm not sure though um i don't know what where, i don't know where i land on this one i i like it but i don't love it it's I'm, not my favorite piece by her no it's I, not I think mine it's... either but it is probably the most famous yeah. work that she yeah. did yeah so it's valuable i think for the Take this tier list for I, sure. Okay, great. I'm. I'm glad I, would I say kept this one then. I, B, or if not C, I would do A or B. D. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. No, I think I'm gonna go with B. Okay. What do I you feel, think? I feel B too, and I feel like the like her past lover coming in, and like yeah. I remember watching that moment where they like, and just the expression and the fact that that for me was like the most compelling and medias part of that performance and that sets it so you that like made the piece better in your head yeah like it made more yeah Yeah. i mean the drama just like the and like trying to like imagine what either of them are feeling i feel like it's really relating to like this raw core human emotion in a way that if he hadn't shown up i probably wouldn't like the piece as much there's a lot of there's a lot of really great performance art pieces that have to do with like the drama between relationships chris brett I was gonna bring up Chris Pretty. Uh never mind. I'm not gonna talk about it. Never mind. Um yeah, I I, I, I B would, is a good Yeah, B is a good yeah. spot for that. With I feel. that also. Yeah. She does it should be said that I'm glad I you said C. that. It, she does have a lot of greater pieces. Um but that is like the big one of hers. Yeah. Um okay, so we're settling for B. Yep. All right, yep. cool. Moving on, we're back to Peter Pavlinsky. Um this one I like a lot. Uh this is called Seam and um He's referencing, um, do you guys know the movie Silence Equals Death? Heard of it. Okay, so it's, it's a really old movie, but um, the film poster is like really famous. Yeah. It's got like a big cult following in like mm-hmm. our generation, and um, it's got like this like, guy w- with a stitched mouth, and he's yeah. referencing that directly. But um, he sews his lips shut to um, 
address, what was it? I wrote it down here. To mark the Reagan administration's refusal to address the AIDS epidemic. So he always deals in like the yeah. like the anti-government or like bad like political kind of what what puts this piece thing. into that conversation because like the piece it's like what i'm what we're looking at now is just a man with his lips sewed shut but where does it put it in the conversation of the aids pandemic or is it just him saying that this is what that's about that's just him saying what that's about as far I'm as i'm go, aware i i don't know i think this piece is probably d as far as it's effectiveness oh, to, really? to i don't know i maybe i just don't get it as far as how it it in, invokes he, that conversation did he like exhibit this photograph in a gallery with like a placard i believe it was saying... the photograph um i don't know how much of the uh, of his concept behind the performance was written out for people to read whenever it shows i i've never seen pavlensky's work um in person or like the photographs mm -hmm. or relics or performance or yeah. anything i just know who he is from textbooks and stuff so I don't know. As far as like if if it's important for it to convey what he wanted to get across, I don't know. It doesn't lead me anywhere towards that. I no, guess, that's the fair. It, it, his work, like almost all the work that I know by him, you you have to read about it to understand what he's trying to get across. Like his performances are very simple. Yeah, I got more out of the piece where uh, the protest in front of the other building, the Lenin, yeah, where building he had where uh, he nailed his balls to the ground yeah yeah i got more out of that because there was more context to it whereas i don't know if it's just the way that it's documented here on our the photograph that we have it, it just doesn't put it into a lot of it's just like red thread being you know i mean his lips are be literally sewed together that's pretty impactful does it lead me to where the artist wants to i don't know i think and then also most of his art yeah it's just the it's just the shock value of like what he's actually doing to his body and i think it's also like the shock the value that like oh a human is doing this and it's not special effects because it's like especially mm -hmm. in 2012 right, like right. there have been many horror movies that have depicted you know things like this yeah. or you know or worse in any in many ways but it's like oh it's shock value. oh this is a real human but yet I don't know. It's still not as impactful because I've seen this image before, like not his specific image, but the image of sewn lips. I don't know. I think it's. I don't. I don't think it's great. I think I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with a D. Wow. Okay. I think I, if not I would, lower, I would put it in a B or a C. To be honest, I I, I agree with what you're saying. I yeah. still think that the 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 image of like the stitched lips and knowing that that's real. Yeah is impactful enough for me to like it. I like the photo, too. I think the photo aesthetically is a nice looking it's, photo. It's a very nice photo, but yeah. I don't know if it leads me to where... That's fair. I, yeah, that's where, fair. He, where he wants it and where I... I don't know. I think it, 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 it just becomes like, oh, this is like shock art, and that's and nothing more for me. That's fair. I get, that's what I would get out of it if someone... And then it's also like, if, if it is about being silenced, it's like a very literal, like, I'm being silenced. My lips are being sewn shut. Therefore, I'm going to sew my lips shut. <laughs> and Where's then, the nuance? Yeah. So maybe I just... Maybe maybe I just get uh, lost in that. All right, that's fair. But Helena, what would you give it? I would say a C. Also, I think. Okay. Did you say C? I, I, I said, said D. C. You said, Zach D. said D. I, I, I give it a D's. C. I mean, I kind of agree with Zach that the that there's a lot lost there in just how a how direct the message is based on like he's literally showing his lips shut, and then also the shock art value feels a little bit overplayed. And I mean, it's intense and it's a very powerful image. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. But I almost wonder if, like, he didn't have the description of it being related to the Reagan administration's refusal to address to the AIDS epidemic, if it would have been more powerful because it could have spoken to more issues. So I'm not sure. It can. It's a, it's very, like, the, I think it's supposed to, but maybe that's just what vague. he was thinking about yeah. at the time. 
like Th- like, that's what I've seen like yeah. in writing when you look up the piece. Yeah, and I think like probably it does. It's supposed to point to many large things, but it points to. I mean, that's maybe just what the artist was considering, or the, yeah. And he probably realizes that it's a larger message than that, but yeah. maybe that's yeah. just like what its importance of the time. But I don't. What else is in C tier? Like I want to compare well, it to right another now, piece. We, that we have it, his other piece. We put that in C tier. I, I think I, this is worse than his other piece. So I, I think that's that why I, I'm gonna go D. Oh, that's what, I, I wanted the other piece where he. I, I wanted the other piece in B. Mm. Where he nails his balls to the ground because I I think that that one is more interesting. <laughs> Scrotum. <laughs> Gilbert the, and George's Bendit is also in C tier, so I don't know. What do, what do you think that's on par? I think it's worse than that. Honestly, I could comfortably put this in D. Really? Okay. For do Our, I'm, not I'm, look at. I'm being outvoted here. <laughs> do, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> D for destroy this art piece yeah. right now. Dismantle. All right. Uh, destro- what's Discombobulate. D- Discombobulate this art. D- Decompose. Decommission. That's a good one. Demonetize this artist for whatever money he got from making that. Probably not a lot. Disembowel. No, I don't think he made that, any money. He would probably like that. Yeah, I think He'd he would. He'd probably be all right with There's that. probably something out there related to that. All right. Let's talk about something else now. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> I, I really like this. Dingus. I really like this next piece. I really do. So, so don't rate it a D. <laughs> forgive my bias. Forgive my bias. I really hope you guys like this piece too. This is one of my. I'm so biased to Zhang Quan. I I really think he's a really really good performance artist. This one is my favorite work by him. Um, it's called "To Raise the Water Level in a Fish Pond." And like the last piece, Twelve Meter Square that we talked about, he deals with like these very simple poetic kind of um stick it to the man uh concepts. And this yeah. one is like. So I guess I should talk about the piece first. So the uh out in a out in a ch- uh, rural Chinese farmland, he gathered hundreds of like local farmers and collectively got them to like put on their bathing suits and um all sit um in this big fish pond in an attempt to raise the water level. Yeah. To like, mm-hmm. and I love the idea of the poetry behind it. Like, like as far as like sticking it to the government, like this is the power of like what people can do when we stick together and all have one goal in mind. Yeah, and the collective. Hard. Yeah, like big... we can define nature. We can yeah. raise natural water level by working together and doing this one action yeah. collectively. I think it's a nice piece. Um, it's beautiful. It's, right? Yeah, and especially the documentation is really nice. Though. Oh yeah, the photographs are beautiful. And poetic is an awesome word to describe it too, even with the title, like yeah. to raise the water level in a fish pond. Is... I, I always think that Zhang Huan has this kind of poetic like um, theme that runs across all of his performance work. I think it's really beautiful. I, I In my heart, this is S. What do you guys think though? I'd say probably A. Yeah, okay. I'd give it an A. Right. I, I love, yeah, I, I love the, the I like sentiment it. behind it. And I, goodness, what's the other... I, I'm gonna bring it back to our, our favorite Chris Burden. It, it, I don't know. It just brings mm-hmm. it back to like the uh, the collective when he did the Samson piece, where it was the 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 toll booth or sorry the the ticket counter. Like when you walk into Disneyland, the little turnstile. That's the word I'm looking for. Oh. The turnstile that every single time someone walked through the turnstile, it technically with enough people walking through, it would push the outer walls yeah. of the gallery down. They had a big um bar in yeah. the gallery that you could see and it would slowly But it, like, like I mean in the theory, but it would you would need, you know, hundreds oh, of yeah, thousands it, of people. It, it was geared been, down so much yeah. that no one could It's not plausible, but it's possible. But it's to possible, break the exactly. Yeah. Whereas this one does it in a different way. It's like, no, th- it, you technically are raising the level. I mean, I guess Yeah, but like you can't like visibly raise the water level yeah. even if you had like thousands of people. Yeah. But like you do make a difference. Yeah. And the idea like 
that people can band together and make a difference like this, with something so set in stone is nice. Yeah, and Chris Burden's thing was more about like the individual contribution to the collective where this feels like the collective's collective. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like I love this I I love the the power to the people theme with yeah. Jang Huan's work. I, yeah. I really like it. But okay, it's it's an A then. Um this next one, another um big 90s Chinese performance artist. Sorry, we're going to see a lot of that. I removed a good amount too to not make it super biased. Um Zhu Yu, this is probably his most famous piece. This one's really grotesque. He's eating a fetus. Jeez. So the artist records himself in his kitchen um, cooking, like preparing a six-month-old dead fetus. And um, But that's not what it is, right? It's just what appears. We don't know. Oh, uh, we don't know. But he claims that it was allegedly. <laughs> he claims that it was a, a little. It's one of those things yeah. that were. Yeah, it's another mystery. And, and very. Thing. I mean, according to the uh, the photos, it very much looks like it. It, it but does. I, like it. I, if they're doctored, they're doctored very well. But he like yeah like r reportedly um, uh, steals a, <laughs> a fetus Jeez, from a medical school, man. cooks it on video or uh, through photographs, and then eats it, and like that's documented through photography. But wow. that in the similar vein. Where, because all of these Chinese artists were like trying to showcase power to the people, yeah, or like the, the 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 how horrifying and people the atrocities can be to yeah. bring light to what was going on in China to the rest of the world, and this um, and Zhu Yu was trying to showcase like how terrible just one person can be doing one action, yeah, um, as opposed to like Zhang Wan's were like this is the power like of the good that like all people collectively can do, yeah, this is like at the opposite end of that spectrum, yeah. Uh, I think it's a, it's an interesting piece. It brings up a, like great conversation. I think, but where do I put it? Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of works like this, but but it is incredibly um terrifying and, and it's grotesque super to taboo yeah. too. It is, like it is really, cannibalism. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Supposed <laughs> cannibalism. It's insane. Yeah. It, Alleged it's an insane cannibalism. Piece. We don't know. Yeah. Um. Interesting. I don't know. I'll probably think about this piece for a while after this because I think this is pretty much the first time I've heard about it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I don't know why I haven't heard about this before. I did a lot um, of... I, I, I read way too much into Chinese performance <laughs> art when I was an undergrad. I loved it. Um, B? That's I fair. think. I would put it in B. <laughs> yeah. Helena, you don't like that one? <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Nobody likes it. <laughs> Which I know oh, is the point. So, yeah, I know yeah. that's the point is for me not to Ew, like it. And he's eating a baby. He's eating a <laughs> yeah, it's also like horrifying and makes me really sad too. So I guess it's a super effective piece in that It way. is. Like that that is the goal. I'd say B or C, so put it on B. But if okay. someone just like shot somebody in front of you in the gallery space, that would be pretty horrifying. But would it be <laughs> okay? No, it's not legal. I don't know. I mean, you know what I mean? I'm trying to like decide why I no, think yeah, that compare this is more yeah, than the, this is. Yeah, like, exactly. Is, like what what makes this like on a level objectively worse than like other or grotesque better. performance pieces? I don't or know. Or better. Who's to say? I'm putting C. You want it in C? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, you know, this I could go for C. I could go for C. You could C. go for C. C. I'm, I'm going for cool C. either way. Okay. If we're doing majority, then I will put that. It's in just C. nasty, man. It is. It's disgusting, but it does accomplish what the artist intends. Get that out do. of my slideshow <laughs> now. Yeah. Next, next. <laughs> uh, back to burden. You back, can back see to that the smile on Zach's yeah. face. Look at him. Okay. He's so Come happy. on. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. No, no, no. I, I like this piece a lot too. And Helena does too. I didn't make this list. Um, Daddy Burden. <laughs> what? We can censor that. Uh, <laughs> we can censor that and not no. what the whole other <laughs> art that we talked about. Compared to the other stuff we're talking about? No, Daddy Burden's staying. Daddy Burden. Um, Chris Burden. Actually, I, I, 
this was brought back to my memory very recently. I've been talking about a lot uh, this piece a lot with people. Yeah, I remember I, you mentioned this one to me. You we sent were, it to me. Yeah, we were talking about it over text for it's some reason. It's clever as hell. It is. It's funny. It's yeah. really, really funny. Um, Chris Burden's You'll Never See My Face in Kansas City, a performance done in, uh, in 71, which he had a show coming up in Kansas City, Missouri. And for his entire stay, allegedly, he claims that he wore a ski mask um, as soon as he landed in Kansas City. And he never took it off until he left Kansas City. And during the exhibition, he like had a setup where he would sit down, but he had this partition, I believe, or a panel uh, that was specifically built to when he would sit down, it would cover uh, his neck and up so nobody would ever see his face. And uh, even when he left and walked out, he um, reportedly always wore the ski mask and never took it off. Great piece. Amazing piece? Mm, That's good. Maybe. It's a good piece. It's funny. I think it, it's A. Yeah, he's a silly goose. He yeah. is. He's a clown. He's a little. I would give it an A also. I, I think, think it's A. Yeah, I mean, it's great to think about where he, you know, just the even being the artist and, and you know, covering the the draw of, you know, what makes someone most individual yeah. is kind of a face, facial yeah. features, you know. I love the, um, I, I love it when artists do this thing where, like, they always purposefully make it hard for the audience to find where the art is <laughs> and whatever they do. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I like I would give this piece an A at the very least. It's it's really funny. I I love it. I love it. Sweet. It's Move so on. Good. We right. gotta get we gotta get get. I out know of we gotta stop. Talking about rolling. All right. Um. Next, I have is Marco <laughs> Marco Veristi. So funny. Um. This piece I, I really like. I it's it never comes up on any lists when it comes to extreme performance art, at least that I've seen. But I put it on here because the title of the piece is Helena, and I thought it would be funny. Um, and it's my birth year, 2000, which is silly. Oh, yeah, that is goofy. When yeah. I look at that, I'm like, that's me. Yeah, so one but of the there's gold... there's fish in blenders. <laughs> my theory is one of the goldfish died and reincarnated into Helena as a baby. I do think it's extreme, though, because it he is, is this goes dealing back to with the... life yeah, and death. It goes back to, to the animal very... cruelty. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. The, this um didn't get as much notoriety um as Guillermo's um stray dog piece, I believe. But um this one made some waves. So... People have a soft spot for doggies. Yeah, they do. That's true. More That's than true. fishies. People I know, will... which is kind of sad. Um, well, kill a fish in an instant. I don't know. I, yeah. know. I had salmon for dinner on like Sunday. You know, what are you? Son gonna, of a gun. What are you gonna what, do? Yeah. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> you are <Disgusting. laughs> terrible. Sorry, guys. Think about think about that thing getting blended up. You're the one pushing the button. Okay, I, explain I'm the piece. Pushing, explain the, I'm pushing the button. Explain the piece. Okay, explain so, explain so, how it worked. So it, it was the the piece was all about the question of uh, raising the power that humans have over animals, just in general, like as we go about our life, and um. Also, the role of ethics in art. Ethics in art keeps coming up in whatever article you find about this piece. Ethics in art is the, is the yeah. big phrase. But um, there were 10 blenders, and each one of them had a goldfish in it. And they were all plugged into an outlet and stuff. And um, throughout the exhibition, um, the visitors um, had the option of turning on a blender. No one um, was going to stop them. Yeah, yeah, yeah nobody yeah. would stop them if they blended the fish. Yeah. But it was all about to see, like, who or um uh, who would like kill the fish just because um and uh helena looked into it a while ago and you said that two, two goldfish fish died right passed Damn. away two goldfish fish. were harmed in the making of yeah, this so two goldfish piece. were blended Are those people on a, any kind of watch list did they <laughs> we got to find these way, people they, man yeah. we got to find these people do not do not fly <laughs> do not approach <laughs> um yeah it, it's uh again the animal thing uh no i think it's great and it i mean 
I would I, I, I really like this piece. Yeah, me, me too. too. It's it's I another think... one of those that's really, really poetic. Yeah. It's, Aesthetically it's, it's... Bitching too, and there's right. nothing. All those blenders look awesome. There's nothing stopping <laughs> anyone. There's nothing even incentivizing anyone to push the buttons, you yeah. know, other than the fact that it's a button, and you know, you put a button in front of a lot of people, they want to push it. But you know the outcome. You but know, you, you do know that you, you can, do know you what will happen. Outcome. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like you push oh, it and God. someone, you know, across the world is gonna die. Yeah. Or, you know, a fish is gonna get. I can't imagine watching the fish die in a blender. Like yeah. that seems so terrible. But uh, two people clearly did not have the same idea. Um. I would say a. I would give that an S, really. A? Okay. I well, I could be persuaded S. I'm going to say S. I think that's thank really you. cool. Will... And as far as the animal cruelty debate goes, I mean, I can see where people are coming from as it could be considered unethical. But you can, but people just, buy pet fish all the time yeah, and, like, and they're, they're not in their home environment. Yeah, like and like still... I could easily go somewhere and like dump bleach into a fish tank and like yeah. that would kill all the fish and there's no nothing stopping me yeah. Yeah. any more than it would be stopping me to do that other than my own self. So I yeah. think... Yeah. I, I think it's a really good piece and I, and, in terms of like not, bringing ethics into the art world. And it's not obviously it's about a, a greater discussion other than animal cruelty. Yeah, like it's clearly about you know decision making as a yeah. human and and the result in death. But maybe this is a more minuscule version of death, you know, in the yeah. eyes of anyone. But death nonetheless. You it's know? also cool that the art exists depending on the choice that yeah. the viewer mm -hmm. makes too. That's kind of fun. Yeah. All right, Esther. Um, yeah. next one is a big famous one. I think you guys know this one. Yeah. Uh, Vito. Uh, I don't know how to say his last name. Aconci? Achonti. Achonti? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I, th there's a lot of artists from all over the world, and I'm probably going to butcher a lot of their names. I apologize in advance again. Um, Vito Aconci is how I say it. Um, his seedbed performance in 72. So this one is his most famous work to date. This is the one in all textbooks and stuff that I always see. Um, in this piece, he constructs, for the duration of his, uh, for, of his exhibition, um, he constructs a wooden ramp that kind of goes upwards mm -hmm. from where you walk into the gallery or the space, and it goes upwards to the wall. And for the whole exhibition, basically, he, um, he inserts himself underneath the ramp. Yeah. And there are speakers, two speakers at the corners of the wall at the far end, and you can hear what he's saying underneath. And the whole time he's masturbating and like speaking, like whispering fantasies about the visitors who he sees yeah. walking above him. And then Hence his the name Seedbed. Yes. Yeah. Gross. Very on the nose. Nasty. Kinda, 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 yeah. Yuck. I, I've always like Sticky I know floors. it's a very influential piece. <laughs> but I don't know if I like love it. I don't know. I guess I don't hmm. What do we think? I we... would give this one a B. Yeah, I think so too. I mean it's everyone talks about it just Everybody because does. of how it gets extreme a lot it is. Of conversation yeah, going. I mean it's a very it's grotesque. extreme, not on the violent side, but on like the sexually grotesque side. I would which say I think it's pretty interesting. violent. I it don't kind know. Of I mean, is. I, I mean, you don't. It's have invasive to walk on the for sure. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, it's it's also like a very uh, grimy way to bring the viewer into the mm -hmm. art experience by like talking about them in such a like violent sexual manner. Yeah. Um, and he, he can see you, but you can't see him. But yeah. He's here yeah. Well, too. So he there's can, that voyeurism aspect also. Yeah. But he can only see like glimpses of you, right? Like through just the through peaks on the floorboard. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But yeah, still, it's the like... kind of like I know that you're there, but you don't know that I'm here. You it... can like hear this voice, but you don't necessarily. Yeah. know. I mean, I don't know if viewers were informed that he was going to be under the floorboards. Yeah, there's a little bit of like, is that consensual? But does it need to be? Probably should be. It should I don't be. Know. Yeah. But you know, that's all a part of it too. Yeah. Another shock art case. I I would say B. It's not my favorite like shock art performance C. art piece. Go and see. See. 
I could go with C too. You're going with yeah. C? All right. We'll put it in C. C for seed bed. <laughs> C for. Oh, I like this P. I'm not going to say it. What? <laughs> the oh, other thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's, okay. What he's probably doing. I don't know. Let's. Let's Whoa, move on now. <laughs> Let's move on to Kevin Beasley. This a is, view of a landscape. Oh my god! This is what I was talking about before we started recording. I love this. this is um, a great piece. God, I love Kevin Beasley. He's a really, really good artist. Um, his work primarily deals with like being the being the descendant. Bless you. Of um, <laughs> being the descendant of like um African American slaves. Yeah. Um, in Virginia. And he always likes the contrast or the juxtaposition of like coming from a slavery background, but like and he went to Yale to... and like he's like uh, big in the art world yeah. now. Like so, like measuring success from like uh, like rags to riches kind of yeah. like, juxtaposition. But also like comparing slavery and stuff to industrial machinery, which is yeah, kind he, of like he focuses a lot on the machinery oh, and the, like the labor great. side. I mean, of it's it. and it's so minimal. It's just a if you oh, uh, the image is just yes. a large motor. In a box, yes. basically. Like so, a, oh, yeah. But so, a massive, yeah. like, a not, a little, not just like a big, a not like a car yeah, motor, yeah. but like a Oh, like it's a massive. Huge that thing is industrial, huge. At least okay, so, probably so, yeah. four feet by four so, feet. So the piece is a view of a landscape, which um, is a big sound tank with multiple microphones hooked up, all um, facing an opening of a cotton gin motor. And a cotton gin motor, which he originally purchased, I believe. He's got a great Art 21 that anybody listening to this who yeah. cares about Kevin Be- uh, Beasley or sculpture or performance art should check out. It's a beautiful Art 21. It all focused on his um, first show, first solo exhibition at the Whitney Museum. And A View of a Landscape is the exhibition title. So this is the big title piece. It's a cotton gin motor hooked up to multiple microphones in a soundproof box. So one room contains the box where you just look at this seemingly foreign object. Like a lot of people don't know what this is or what they're looking at. And they see all of these mics hooked up to it. And in the next room, it's just a sound room. And you literally hear all of the many different quiet sounds that the gin motor produces. And you like take the time to like think about like what you're hearing, and what object it is, and where that object comes from, why it was made, and for what purpose does it serve, and it has so much historical context already put into it, um, deeply embedded in American history, um, for slavery in the South. Um, I believe the cotton gin motor was invented by somebody. Um, I believe I could be wrong, but I think it was invented to lower the amount of slaves because it would um like pick out cotton faster but yeah. instead it increased the amount of slaves because plantation owners wanted like knew that they could like make cotton um and sell it faster so they had like double the amount of slaves yeah. instead yeah. but and yeah and it's direct relationship to labor but it does teeter on like is this performance is this not is this just kinetic sculpture is it yeah it's like it's a little bit of everything i uh, what makes it lean more towards performance for me is that it does have such a direct connection to labor and to like human process and rather than like okay. it, it it's not like a it's not like a car which does i don't know it doesn't directly train i think there's like three other steps before you get to human from a car like you go to from car to maybe like more natural thing would be like a horse and then you go i don't know something something makes it if this feels way more but this connected. was made specifically to replace human labor yeah, yeah. and so it does mm-hmm. balance on is this performance is this but and it's also, I mean, it's it's performance in a very almost pop culture way, where it's this thing being mic'd up and being displayed for you know your enjoyment. In it's like an room. icon on a stage. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. It's. I I think it I think it um becomes performance art too because I I always consider artworks performance at least to some degree whenever they involve the audience because the audience is important here because you have to listen to it you have yeah. to be in the sound mm-hmm. room to like be seeing 
are hearing the piece and and interacting with it. You have to listen to the. And sound you have to makes. move. You can't yeah, just you gotta stand move in front of it and yeah. stand in awe of like a sculpture. You have to like go through the experience where yeah. you know. No, I think it. I think it's S tier for that. Yes. I think it's S. Yes. Just, S -tier, it, just on this conversation yes. alone, yes. I think I've walked myself through why I think it's S tier because it does have that such connection to humanness that I don't think a lot of other kinetic sculptures yeah. have. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's so beautiful yeah. i i love that piece so much it's so, like the minimal effort done again to achieve like the maximum emotional value in an art piece so yeah i agree s tier moving on um we have um janine and tony um this is a really really great piece by janine and tony it's one of my favorites it's called conduit and it's technically labeled as a sculpture but there is a performative element to it which is why it's on this list so what happened is um and tony fabricated this small copper gargoyle <laughs> Um, but it's it, it's specifically shaped to conform into a woman's body so that women can pee standing up. And yeah. as this like grand gesture of like this magical item that like women can now pee standing up, she peed on top of the Chrysler building nice. off of it. And then um, after she did that, like the urine stained the gargoyle and it was displayed as a relic, as an artifact nice. in the gallery yeah. uh -huh. um, next to the picture, this photo of her that we're looking at. I'm going to give it a quick B. Really? Okay. I, I would give this one at least an A. I, I love that piece. I think there's other works within, like, um, this similar interest that do it maybe more successfully for me. But I do, I think this image is probably the best thing about it, but that's, I don't know, I don't, the image that we're looking at is okay, her standing fair. on top of that. I don't know how well I that think, translates into, like, the whole piece, I guess. I think that. I think the reason why this does it for me is because like um it's one of those things where like it's such a minimal thing like that that's not necessarily like a problem needing to sit down to pee yeah. like in the grand scheme of things but it's such a like an effort to give power to women to be able to do this one thing that like they normally can't necessarily do yeah but it's like I don't know it's like such a it's like again the minimum effort put into crafting something with like the maximum like appeal yeah. I'd give it an A. I love the symbolism of like a gargoyle yeah. and pissing all over New York City. It's, it's funny cool. that it's made that. in a gargoyle, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I like that it's like she shows the piece as an artifact and that her urine stained it. Yeah. And it's a beautiful <laughs> photograph, too. Right? I love her like piercing uh, gaze. Like it's Her face is so <laughs> stoic, just like staring <laughs> over the city at the top of the Chrysler building. Okay, majority A. I, I like it, yeah. That right. gargoyle is, is a beautiful little sculpture. Um, I'll take it. I want one. Me too. Road trips. <laughs> you never know when you gotta go. It looks like it's coming out of there pretty slow. Okay. I feel like you don't get a lot of pressure. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she was. <laughs> Maybe this was like taken towards the end of her piece. <laughs> she she didn't down. have a lot of water that day. Yeah. She didn't have anything to release. Um, the Moving next on. one is our second duo piece. Um, it's Linda Montano and Touching Say, who appears again. Uh, it's a really old piece, but this one's also all over art history textbooks. Um, they are not a duo like Gilbert and George. They make art separately. Yeah. But um, They collaborated. They it? collaborated. For an entire Collab. year, they had an eight-foot rope tying uh, them to each other. So they were committed to a year, and they put it in contract. And I, I believe they followed through with this. But then, again, like you never know. You can't follow them your whole life yeah. and find out if they break that or not. But um, they weren't allowed to separate or ever be alone. They, um, they always had to be together. But... An additional rule, which I didn't know uh, until recently, was they were not allowed to touch each other. Oh. So they could never physically touch each other. They were That's... just, like, forced yeah. to stay in such close proximity the whole time, but without ever physically um, interacting. Wow. Yeah, no, that, I think this is a great piece. I've, I've, I've known about it for a while. I mean, it's, it's one of those 
staple uh, performance, performance art pieces that's so simple in its nature, but the time and the the uh, duration of the piece that how it stretches it and you know putting yourself in that position like could I do that? Yeah, can, can I you be, imagine? You know, handcuffed to another human for you know basically, but you know maybe you have eight feet of space, but I feel like that. Eight feet shrinks pretty Still quick. Though, like yeah. the, those two had to live together. They yeah. had to like eat and work shower. together, shower together. Wow. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's a it's a good piece. I I would give that an A. It a. feels good for a. me a. too. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Walking the cabbage. <laughs> I love that title. <laughs> right. And the image is awesome right. too. I love this piece. Um, this <laughs> is. Another bi- um, more of my bias towards Chinese performance art, I'm sorry. Um, I really wanted to talk about this piece, though, because not a lot of people I know uh, know about this specific artist, Han Bing. Um, and this is like the big work that I like by him a lot. Do you guys know about it at all? No, no I was not familiar with it. Okay, cool. It, it's it's another like one of those it. things, right? The photographs are funny. They're yeah. really, really yeah. funny. But he influenced a lot of people to start walking their own cabbages. Like some, like, put, like... Uh, casters on the cabbage so it could roll like a little dog and i thought that was really hilarious <laughs> but um the original idea behind it was um this was made in 2000 turn of the turn of the millennium and uh it was like th- the west was starting to heavily influence contemporary chinese culture and china was starting to um have these little pockets of like elitism classism I- I- in their modern day and age and um the cabbage used to be a big status symbol in like real China. Like if you like grew and like sold cabbages and stuff like that, like you were a big important part of like this whole community. Uh, you, you contributed a lot to like your like little town or city or village. And um, the, like the, the idea of the cabbage being an old, a very traditional symbol of like you've made it like high class yeah. um, it is fun to compare with um modern day like classism like now yeah. it's like expensive clothes handbags like luxury cars big houses and stuff like that yeah and Little i like that dog. the cabbage at some point in history in some part of the world yeah had that same position yeah and he treats it like this like little like um purebred dog walks <laughs> it around like famous Which places does nothing around but, like China. tarnish it yeah yeah and, yeah. <laughs> and the yeah. cabbage slowly rots on the ground that's amazing yeah uh b still though okay <laughs> i think it's a good <laughs> work it. but as far as it's like <laughs> significance and where it like plays an influence for me i'd say probably b okay hold on i give it an a i love it yes we win (laughs) i love the the image too the photograph really the photographs of this you guys should look it up on like just google images the photographs that come out of it are beautiful they're really funny they're really really nice he he chooses like specific landmarks too to get really fun photographs okay land art moving on to land art francis elise uh Another, oh, yeah. another really, really Human good labor. artist. Human Again, labor. Yeah. Love those. <laughs> Lots of sand. He does a lot of similar stuff um, to Zhang Huan in terms of involving community yeah. into like changing nature. Uh, this one, When Faith Moves Mountains, 2002. And uh, the art solely exists in photographs now, I believe. But the performance was, um, the, the, the concept behind the performance was, I believe in the artist's words, uh, maximum effort for minimal result. So the artist involves hundreds of people to each grab a shovel and collectively move a sand dune, shovels at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they do, but you can't see the change. Yeah, like, and in, in, the, in the photograph, yeah, there's just like hundreds of people lined up around yeah. this whole sand dune, uh, just the, all shoveling with the, yeah, you know, a tiny... This isn't even the best photo. The best photo is the, the panoramic shot of the sand dune 
and cut in half by people yeah. wrapped around wow. it. It's mm-hmm. so And it's beautiful. something like a sand dune that just constantly changes with nature anyway that yeah. like, will never be the same in 10 years. So it's mm-hmm. like, it, yeah. Um, yeah, S tier. This is great. Nice. Power yeah, to the people. Fan. Yeah. Awesome. S tier. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> He's walking from the uh, window. Do you guys, do you guys, uh, do you guys <laughs> like Shia Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. so. I hope. Oh. Do you guys like Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, he's he I does mean, some things. I'm a I, big I fan say, of Surfs Up. As a, <laughs> yeah, that's like Helena's favorite, favorite movie. Yeah, um, and he is he is, does play the protagonist. Yes, I I I should have said. Do you guys like Shia LaBeouf as an artist though? Because he's big into performance art. He like his titles are actor and performance artist. Yeah, I'm not that familiar with his recent performance work. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, know I've he does seen a lot video, of performance but... stuff of like the the flag, like, you know, he will not the divide us thing. Yeah, and, he does know, a lot is... of weird performance art. Yeah, some of it's a little too on the nose, but I think what we're about to talk about, the hashtag all my movies. Yeah, all my movies done in 2015, I think is, in my opinion, his best performance art piece. Yeah. Um, It is an interesting one to talk about. What he did was he reserved um a slot in the Manhattan Theater and he live streams like he announced this that he would live stream a non-stop viewing of all 29 movies that he's been in that he's acted in uh until that point and it took over three days to complete I believe he took five minute breaks in between each movie yeah but other than that straight through watching all his movies start to finish wow I think it's interesting because um it's fun to see yourself in a different light, like playing different people, but at the end of the day, you know it's you. Like in that sense, it's a very unique thing for like the artist to observe himself from different views. Especially an artist that has so much fame. You know, that's like yeah. already got this fame before like the artworks to like then go back and totally. kind of watch through this. It's a it's a very unique perspective that I think needed to be made, you know, but I don't know, like I think it's one of those things that's like, I'm glad this is someone, like an, a famous person made a work like this. It's very yeah. specific. Like it only works with these specific yeah, conditions. Yeah. Which yeah. is such a, I mean, it's. And he was a child actor too. Which yeah, he's done movies forever. a whole lot of things forever. about American yeah. industry and. Holes. And ch- child labor. <laughs> first world problems, but yeah. in a very interesting way. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I think it's a good piece. B. B? Okay. Helena? B? All right. I'm nodding my head. That's good. For hey. For, <laughs> for, for those of you for those not of watching, you that, can, that are not in the Quint warehouse uh-huh. right that now, that are not in the room. <laughs> yup. <laughs> All right. Are we talk about Simon Weckert, or do we want Simon Weckert? You, you should. I'll do a quick. This will be a quick one. This, this, uh, this piece was, came from Zach. Uh, this is just one that I a I recent found one, our I, most recent one. I, I really on the list. I, I like this piece because it's kind of funny and it talks about modern day things. You know, things that we all experience as first world people (laughs) i would say like you know enjoying our first world problems but this artist (laughs) obtained uh 99 uh secondhand smartphones and then put them all in a little red wagon and wheeled (laughs) them through the streets um but they were all running google maps and kind of transmitting this data that's like this constant you know uh thing that's being acquired and being shared across the world and and so created this kind of artificial traffic jam um where it all in reality it's just this you know man by himself walking down the street with 99 phones in a, in a wagon. And I love that the street is empty, too. And the street's, yeah, completely <laughs> yeah. empty. There's no one there. It's just him, you know, making One these, man causing problems. Showing up, yeah. you know, making the Google Maps show up red because, you know, there's no more. <laughs> there, it says, you know, probably redirecting people and changing these routes. Yeah, it's for, cool. It's, and it, it's, and it's, it interacts <laughs> in a way that, like, hasn't, it, it talks about things that, weren't possible to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, five years yeah, ago or, yeah. I mean, 10 years ago or whatever It's one of those it things where you have a concept that, like, very, in a, in a great way, like, highlights, like, um, 
all like the technology that we have at our disposal to use yeah. for art now. And doesn't do it in like a kitschy way where it's like, oh, you know, I made digital art. And, yeah, where and it's, it's just like, the thing yeah. being presented. Yeah, yeah, but no, it like it talks about, you know, a, an experience that we all have, but uh, I don't, it's great. I think it's funny. I think it's, it's a really it's good witty. art piece. It's simple. I, I love the idea of like one man causing like an entire like well, just causing, uh, all these people in cars to redirect one man with 99 phones causing like even just one person to have to like go a different way you mm-hmm. know i think yeah. it's really funny you know or like someone who's like normally lives on this kind of empty street to be like why is there like <laughs> why is there so much traffic, traffic in, in this one area yeah. yeah no i think it's great maybe we're just in close proximity to la and we know about traffic <laughs> a lot so it uh, honestly feels yeah. like like this is give for me it feels like high up there, like S tier or A tier. I would I'm, give this an A. I, I think, think a. it's awesome. Really yeah, but I'm, I don't know if I have enough distance from it to give it the S because I need to see where it plays into a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. But I think it's enough for it to be A, and it could be bigger. Yeah. You feel good about that? Yeah. A. Yeah. All right. Diamond record. We're almost out of room on the A tier list. Um, Uh-oh. two left. Um, Hiwake. Uh, there was a beautiful Art Twenty One that came out not too long ago ago about this um piece specifically the bell project which is um sculpture but is also quasi performance in a way mm-hmm. because it's going to keep being done and existing in these separate cycles uh, so the bell project is um for years like um the last time that this was shown i believe was 2015 so the years labeled on it was 2007 to 2015 and um what happened was hiwake the artist collected war debris from the middle east um and smelted them and turned them into church bells. And the whole artwork is about this cycle that, you know, during times of war, what we did was we, um, we, we uh, took, like, church bells and, and, and uh, smelted them to make and all, uh, yeah, the to make missiles and, and, war, and, and warheads and stuff. Yeah. Denim mm-hmm. and everything to make, you know, all things to fuel the war effort. You know? yeah, yeah, everything yeah. To, uh, everything for the war effort. Yeah. yeah. And it's this, like, infinite cycle of, like, a big symbol of, like, religion. Yeah. Um, going back to like a big thing used for destroying yeah. like other countries and back and forth and back and forth. I think it's a great piece. Um, I don't know how much it functions as performance for me though. I don't know why. I I think yeah, this feels kind of reminds me of the Beasley than... piece a little bit, but in a way where it's an artifact and we can't okay. see the performance at all. Yeah, yeah. Guys, there's not a guys thing happening. Yeah, if you guys don't consider the these ringing. performance, like that's fair. Like this is just what on the cusp what I consider performance. Yeah. Because yeah. I think if any artwork conceptually or otherwise needs to involve something being done by people, yeah. I, I consider it performative to a degree. Yeah, mm. and it, it kind of begs the question of what makes the performance of like what makes a performance of the collecting the war debris from 2017 to 2015. Like if she had recorded it on a camera yeah. and put the video in the gallery, yeah. would we feel more comfortable right. on and that I performance don't know if versus there is. showing the I think that's bell more as video a, documentary than really? performance for me. I don't think okay. I see I, I don't as... know if there is video documentary. But the thing is like, because the, the art piece isn't just the bell. It's the fact that this bell has been repeatedly turned into war debris and back to a bell and like yeah yeah no i agree but i don't know how much i see it as performance for some reason i see it as maybe a a transformative sculpture that transitions but i don't i don't know why i I differentiate the two but there's not as much one it's not a kinetic object in nature so it's harder to relate to performance right i mean i guess the bell ringing sure but i don't know how much i know that's fair but then also it i don't know what it is it's something about it being these multiple objects but in 
separate times rather than like seeing a transition or seeing a, I see. a yeah. process or I don't know. I, I don't think I see it as performance, but I do think it's an interesting piece. Okay. So I guess just as an artwork then, like what do you guys think? B? Yeah. I'm, I'm nodding again. <laughs> yeah, nodding, yes. You guys for the audio the listeners, which is all of us. Okay. <laughs> we will put that at a B. And the last piece on our list. Uh, Jordan Wolfson's Real Violence. Yeah. Um I I want I need to know more about this piece. I I know a good bit about it, but I I haven't ever like You're sat like the resident it. Jordan Wolfson. I love Jordan Wolfson between us work. as a trio. Um I think, you know, I think a quick way to uh kind of I think it was shown, or to describe it, it was shown at one of, the, I think, the Whitney Biennial in 2017. That sounds right. I believe um, this one was at the, the Whitney. Artist kind of invites everyone to put on these like VR headsets, which is like a total, you know, thing of the new age. And also, they're like, it's getting into that process where um, VR headsets, like you can buy them, at, like you can buy the cheap versions. Yeah. At, like, uh, the, the, the piece store. was done in 2017. Yeah. Um, so they, it, everyone is invited to just put these very kind of unassuming black VR kind of goggles on their on their head and then watch. Uh, what happens within the piece, and and what happens is that there's a there's a man seeming to get beaten in the street in front of you, like right in front of you, and it's called real violence, but it's it, it's it and it's doctored in a way to where the video itself is you know it's CGI and but or it's based off a real person, but there are you know yeah. kind of the movie effects, <laughs> but recorded in this environment that you can look around in, so you kind of feel like you're standing in front of this person who's getting almost beat to death right in front of yeah. you and he is this jewish man and he you know that does kind of talk yeah. into all these other kinds of um you know real life things but yet it's fake at the end of the yeah. day i mean that's also the artist real violence like the artist yes, is and like it's the, the artist one beating himself. him up yeah and i think he's beating himself up if i'm not mistaken oh is it really yeah so it's like this person who is himself oh, then beating up himself who is then like just like being just huh just you know this horrific scene right in front of you in front of you're in goggles though and you're just watching yeah. it and then a lot of it talks about this really interesting phenomena of like, um, you know, as a young person in the early 2000s, being on the internet and coming across this like video that, you know, is way less filtered than it was now. You could, you know, be watching YouTube and someone sneak in a footage of some guy, you know, dying and death happening to you. And it's not experienced in the way of like, you know, someone who lives in a, uh, you know, it, you know, 300 years ago where maybe death was more prevalent within communities and you saw it more often where now it's very hidden but then it's it's resurging where you you come across it in a digital space that's mm -hmm. like yeah. so but yet it's still very impactful and it's like holy shit, you know that can scar you for life having watching some you know yeah. guy fall off a building and die or you know these things that like i personally would like had like randomly come across on the internet that i'm like I never wanted to see that yeah. i wasn't looking for that mm -hmm. and this piece i mean it is titled real violence but it's in this situation where you put on a vr goggles so you're like oh i'm going into this like environment that's not real and then there's this like person being just everything about the experience yeah. like feels like it's going to be fake yeah, yeah and then it is real but then it is fake and then yeah. know, it's just like this constant back and forth and that's it's fun. like it's the artist himself so is this really bad but i still feel wrong coming yeah. and i just come i just came across this and it's this experience that like and at, I, this, at the same time, it's not anything you haven't seen in movies yeah, also, where yeah. you have this separation where you yeah. know it's fake. Yeah, this is similar so to like watching like, like a violent sort movie. Of, yeah, yeah, a lot of people are really desensitized yeah. to that, but then showing it in this way, it's like, well, where's the difference yeah. between yeah. that, you know? And, and you're standing you mean, in the VR, you know, you're standing at the same level as the people. You're in an environment. And they've that got is headphones, really, it's POV. They've got yeah. headphones, yeah. and you are POV just sitting, standing there just you know maybe five feet away less than that just watching some guy just get beat in front of you and you are helpless because 
well, one, it's not even real, but two, you're just sitting in VR goggles and you just get to sit there and watch and Mm -hmm. you can tilt your head and look around and see the environment around you. But at the end of the day, there's just some guy getting beat in front of you and it does put you in this perspective of, and I think it relates not only to the kind of internet culture of, of accidentally coming across these videos but then to real life where there is this kind of helplessness you end up having yeah i think this is an s-tier piece i, I like the aesthetic of it too that yeah like the fact that you go to the gallery but the art's still not there you have to put on yeah. this thing <laughs> to see the art yeah <laughs> i think i think it's s just because it's dealing with something that's so new mm-hmm. and like and like i like i said with the other piece it's dealing with like uh you know virtual reality which is this very new thing for you know artists where they you know some artists just make virtual environments that you get to walk around in and like you know there is a lot of like there is a lot of average virtual like art that's true i i I would give this one an a i i think it's really well done um i don't know if enough about jordan wolfson to like um compare it to much else but i I would give this one an a i'm sold s tier s tier all right we're putting it up in compelling i think it's an awesome way to use Virtual reality is a way to talk about topics like violence and yeah. that digital age. And uh, yeah, I think it's awesome. Sweet. That concludes our list, you guys. Yeah, thank you all for That's listening. We've, yeah. we've made it to the end. We've made it through, what, almost 30 artists. We've ranked almost them. Almost 30. Do you yeah. want to give us a quick uh, a last? Yeah. Let's, let's hear what they are and um, give the people. Thanks for putting the yeah. slideshow together yeah, again, you, Ethan. Ethan. Oh, no problem. No problem. It was a lot of fun. Um, so in the S tier, we have... Um, uh, Chris Burden shoot, Yoko Ono's cut, uh, Helena, um, <laughs> the Cotton kidding. Gin Motor, Francis Elise's <laughs> Sand Dune piece, Real Violence by Jordan Wolfson, uh, Taching Say's um, Time Clocking piece. In the A tier, we have Zhang Huan's um, Endurance piece. We have the Joseph Boy's Coyote piece. We have oh. um, Zhang Huan's other piece, the Raising the Water Level. Uh, Chris Burden's You'll Never See My Face in Kansas City, Janine and Tony's Pissing Off the Chrysler Building. Um, <laughs> the um, Taching Say and his um, friend uh, tied together for one year. Um, Han Bing's walking the cabbage, and um, the disruption of traffic. I hope you guys wrote these things cell down. Phones in a uh, wagon. I hope you wrote these names down. <laughs> <laughs> They're down in the PowerPoint. I just I can't remember all of these artist names. Uh, B category we have um, Naw by Janine and Tony. Uh, the stray dog piece, Chris Burden's White Light, White Heat, Marina Bromovic's uh, staring piece, Shia LaBeouf's um, All My Movies piece, and Hiwake's Bell Project. Uh, the C tier, we have <laughs> Peter's Nail the Scrotum uh, piece, Ooh, Gilbert George's Bend Dead piece, <laughs> Zhu Yu's um, Consuming a Fetus piece, Bo, uh, the Seedbed piece, <laughs> and in the D tier at the bottom, we have one piece, the other Peter uh, Pavlinsky <laughs> piece, where he stitches his mouth. Poor guy. Yeah, was, you guys didn't really all like that, him. All that self-harm just to be in D tier on a, on a three young oh, people Oh yeah, because our opinion clearly matters so much to a, to a big artist oh, like yeah. Peter Pavlinsky. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys again for listening. Um, it's been a lot of fun doing this. We're going to definitely record much more, a couple more episodes doing list and tier list. And I think, what was the thing I said in the middle of last episode? Or, viral art. Yeah, viral art. I think that, that, that could be fun. I think art, maybe yeah. I'll put something together for that. Yeah. Um, and we're going to, Hopefully in the future, get a few friends to join us, uh, to sit down and talk with us about their experience within the art world. Um, Might yeah. get out of this dusty old warehouse Maybe and find ourselves in a park. or Bathroom episode. We're bathroom. Gonna, <laughs> performance art bathroom episode. Yeah, and if there's anything else that you guys want to hear about, if you have any dissenting or approving opinions of our tier list, please share your thoughts. We'd love to hear yeah. those. Check us out on Instagram, Art Sofa Podcast. You can find us streaming on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, and maybe Google. We're still <laughs> figuring that out. We'll let you know. Um, yeah, so thank you guys. I'm Helena. I'm Zach. I'm Ethan. Signing off. Yeah. Peace Ciao. Out.